Welcome to the Nostalgia Test Podcast, the show where two longtime friends put their mainstream pop culture past to the ultimate test, the Nostalgia Test. Hey. How you doing? Uh, yeah. Let's just, just say yeah. <laughs> Shout out of a cannon today. Shot out of a cannon, Dan. There's a lot of things I want to get into. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you want to start. You want to you you want to talk friendship rise? You want to get right into this episode? Because I mean, where do we gotta go? I mean, we could fire, dude. Start that fire, I dude. I mean, cocktails already. All right, I was just out. I went off on this. Well, I, I was you, yelling. Yeah. I was yelling at the Bonnie. With the Bonnie, I was standing up talking about how ridiculous some of this shit is. <laughs> first of all i have i have uh the game playing in the background here i was just finishing uh getting the second piece of the ship on toe jam and earl that took me about Wait, i got the third i finally oh. got the third piece dude all right which took forever what yeah. floor is the we're third getting, piece on getting, okay we'll get on we'll get into like it because like four or five or some shit like that what um, damn it i gotta dude, go back to floor five dude Dude. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Let's let's introduce hey, you. Well, well, everyone, then we, we've already begun. I mean, welcome to another episode of the Nostalgia Test podcast. I'm Dan Dissinger here in LA. I'm here with my friend and co-host Manny Quello there in New York. Manny, how are you doing? Hello, hello. How am I doing? Uh, let, let me just tell you how I'm doing. I'm going to be a grumpy 39-year-old man. In this episode, I can tell you because I know you love Sega Genesis, and I used to love Sega Genesis. I start fucking playing these games and realize how much fucking waste of time. First of all, I want to apologize to everybody who's listening. There's going to be a lot of cursing. I'm going to be yeah. dropping bombs of F's like <laughs> no bombs of Okay, there's be a lot of yelling. I'm going to tap into my contracting years, and I'm just. <laughs> dropping bombs because of how ridiculous I felt <laughs> after playing these games. Well, let me get into something, Dan. I want to ask you this. Yeah. Have you played Sega, just Sega? Not Sega Genesis, but did you have the system Sega? Uh, no, my cousins did. You know that I never realized until just now that like, I played Nintendo, then I played Super Nintendo, yeah. and I always played Sega Genesis. But I never played Sega. And I, and I always thought, well, wow, Sega Genesis came between Nintendo and Super Nintendo. And they had such better graphics than Nintendo. But I never really, I like, until now, I'm like, whoever played Sega? Yeah. I only remember Sega Genesis. It was weird because there's Sega, I think there's Sega Genesis, and there's Sega Genesis, obviously. But you, I think it's Sega is the corporation and Sega Genesis is the system. Oh no, wait, there it is. Sega is a corporation. Yeah, but, but Sega Genesis is the the sixteen bit, where like right. Nintendo was the eight bit, right? Nintendo yes. regular Nintendo was the eight bit. Then you had Super NES, which competed against Sega. Just, so, uh, yeah. Sega Genesis. Sega's first video game console was called the SG one thousand. That came out in nineteen eighty two. Okay. Okay. Then you had the master system, 
that came out in 1986. Then in 1980, from 1989 to 1994, was the mainstream basically Sega Genesis with Sonic. So there were, okay. uh, and then you, you know, then you have 32X, Sega Saturn, which I had some friends that had Sega Saturn, Dreamcast, which I had some friends that had a Dreamcast, and I think I had a cousin that had a Dreamcast. And then, you know, from there. I they think, had Sega CD also. Well, Sega CD was. They came out with Sega CD. Sega CD was quite amazing. It was I got crazy. To play a, I got to play a Sega CD. Dude, I got to play a John. This, this guy, John, I don't know if I want to say his name, but no. he's a friend of mine in elementary school. John C., let's just call him. He had it, and that stuff was wild, wild. Sega CD was insane. I remember we were playing like some sort of like zombie end of the world shit and it was uh it was crazy yeah it was crazy yeah i mean video games what's weird is that you know obviously everyone can tell at this point we are talking about sega genesis today um we both have the sega genesis mini we're going to be talking about three games today three games um, only three we will probably be doing more in the future but oh, we yeah. need to only do three i do think i need to get i that. don't think you could i mean we're going to waste a lot of time playing the rest of these games well, I think I'm definitely going to get the six-button controller. If you try to play Street Fighter Two with the three-button controller, you have to press the start button in order to get to the kicks. So you have to toggle between kicks and punches with the start button in order to have both things happening um, on the controller. Three, <laughs> dude. I, we're going to start off right here. Okay, guys, we're jumping right into this. We're shot out of the cannon. This is a uh, Howard Stern reference, if you don't know. Let's start with the, what I recall the controller. I always thought I liked this controller. I was like, I, in my brain, I was like, oh, so much better than the regular Nintendo one. The Nintendo was so small and boxy. Mm-hmm. Now, and then, you know, you get this round thing, three buttons. Bro, I hate this freaking controller. It's <laughs> bullshit. It needs the buttons on the side, the little, uh, you know, NES buttons. Like, you need the left and right trigger buttons. What is happening with this controller? But it's I would stupid. S- okay, but what I would say is this. What are you going to do okay. with those extra buttons? Most of these games don't have that much else going on. They'll just be... Okay, I agree with that. Like, Sonic the Hedgehog only needs <laughs> one button. You actually didn't need any other button but one button. Sonic, <laughs> one button. And it was- <laughs> you actually needed left, right, and one button. No yeah, other button is no needed button. in Sonic. If there was one game in this in the tri- in the trilogy games that we did today that needed more buttons, I'm gonna say it was Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, that needed like a, a few more buttons because I I, I didn't know what that needed six buttons. That needed six buttons. First let's of all, not, let, let's let's into... tell everybody, okay, so even we're... though they might have read the little description that you always put in, um, yeah. we we're doing Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic. We're doing Toe Jam and Earl, and we're doing Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Just a little. Yes. Let's get Echo the Dolphin. That is a video game, ladies and gentlemen, that actually came out. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty popular, I think, too. So, so before me... we get into it, how we feel, because we're already, what, like 10 minutes in? I don't even know. I've lost We haven't already. talked about anything, but it's just no. screaming about things. Yeah, Dan, we need the is, facts. Dan, give us the facts. So we're gonna facts do about this. the system, yeah. facts about the games. Let's do it. Okay, so a little bit about Sega Genesis, okay? Sega Genesis, 
known, and this is from the Wikipedia, known as the Mega Drive outside North America, is a 16-bit fourth-generation home video game console developed and sold by Sega. The Genesis is Sega's third console and a successor to the Master System. Sega released it as the Mega Drive in Japan in 1988 and later as the Genesis in North America in 1989. In 1990, it was distributed as the Mega Drive by Virgin Mastertronic in Europe, Ozzy Soft in Australia, and Tech Toy in Brazil. In South Korea, it was distributed by Samsung as the Super Game Boy and later the Super Aladdin Boy. A lot of different names for the Sega Genesis. But just a little more about Sega Genesis. Uh, Sega announced a North American release date in the, the system in January 9th, 1989. At the time, Sega did not possess a North American sales or marketing organization and was distributing its master system through Tonka. So already Sega Genesis has such a crazy story. And really at this time, like Nintendo had taken over. Nintendo was going crazy. For the North American market, the former Atari Corporation Entertainment Electronics Division president and new Sega of America CEO Michael Katz instituted a two-part approach to build sales in the region. The first part involved a marketing campaign that challenged Nintendo head-on and emphasized the more arcade-like experience available on the Genesis. Now, I will agree with that. Summarized by slogans including Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Nintendo don't? Oh my God. Okay. First of all... <laughs> The, the slogan is summarized by slogans including, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Yes. Amazing. Since Nintendo great, owned the console great rights. Great marketing. Oh, God. Since Nintendo owned the console rights to most arcade games of the time, the second part involved creating a library of instantly recognizable games with which to use the names and likenesses of celebrities and athletes such as Pat Riley Basketball, Arnold Palmer Tournament and Golf, James Buster Douglas Knockout Boxing, Joe Montana Football, Tommy Lasorda Baseball, Mario Lemieux Hockey, and Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, which I don't understand what that game was. Its most um, famous uh, game is Sonic the Hedgehog, and we'll get into that. So Sonic um, is the Japanese video game series and media franchise uh, created and owned by Sega. The first Sonic game was released in 1991 for the Sega Genesis. It was developed after Sega requested a mascot character to compete with Nintendo's mascot, Mario. Its success helped Sega become one of the leading video game companies during the 16-bit era of the early 1990s. And uh, Echo the Dolphin. I mean, I'm exhausted already because I, when I see Echo the Dolphin, I'm like, all right. Echo the Dolphin is a series of action-adventure video games developed by Appaloosa Interactive. So there isn't much information, but they were originally developed for the Mega Drive, Genesis, and Dreamcast video game and have been ported to numerous systems. The story follows Echo, a bottlenose dolphin who fights extraterrestrial threats to the world. The games are known for their high difficulty level. Okay. And Toe Jam and Earl. Toe Jam and Earl is an action game developed by Johnson Vorsanger Productions and published by Sega for the Sega Mega Drive Genesis console. It was released in 1991. It centers on Toe Jam and Earl, alien rappers who have crash landed on Earth. <laughs> Wait a second, that's Earth? Okay, as they attempt to escape the planet, players assume the role of, their, of either character and collect pieces of their wrecked spacecraft. Toe Jam and Earl's design was heavily influenced by the role-playing game Rogue and took from it such features as the random generation of levels and items. It references and parodies 1980s and early 90s urban culture and is set to a funk soundtrack. 
That was a lot. And that was a lot of facts, Dan. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. All right, let let's get started with the biggest name there, and that's gonna be Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Sonic, Sonic. Obviously, the Mario of Sega, right? Everything about it is the fucking Mario of Sega. I played this game, and I was like, what is happening in this game? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to hear what you're going to I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to tell you. They faked everybody out on how good this game was. This game is crap. First of all, the second one's so much better. The fact that you could hold down the button and get him to start spinning fast way before. Is, you need that button. I'm, I hate the first game. All it is is the same level done differently and it make you go so fast and everybody's so excited and you're what are you doing you're collecting rings to then fight a boss at the end to not and then if you lose those rings you got to go after those rings so that you could stay alive and then you get you know you just get points at the end who are you going against dan internet had not been invented yet nobody's going against anybody except themselves why do i give a shit about points in this game why this okay. game is crap okay <laughs> you do nothing but collect rings and fight the same guy Ooh. and it's it the levels are just changed a little bit and you get to go back and forth and then and there's springs that bring you back here here and here and you're like oh my god that was crazy no same shit every level is the same well what did you think mario was mario's the same thing you walk you jump on things that don't look like anything and but this episode is not about Mario. I oh. didn't talk. I didn't say I didn't hate Mario. I'm saying this is crap. Dan. Okay, I will say Sonic One. Okay, it took me a little bit to get through all the Green Hill Zones, um, which were only three of them, uh, because <laughs> I finally just beat the first one. Talk right before I started. Oh, podcast. okay. Because I'm like, wait, all the boards aren't the same. When you get to the marble zone, it's totally different. And actually, the game okay. is harder and is less crazy running because you have to jump through fire. There's like all these things. You get chased by a wave of lava at one point. I mean, there's a lot more happening after Green Hill Zone 1, 2, and 3. But I will agree one thing Sonic gives me a lot of anxiety because. <laughs> When you run across the board, all I'm thinking is that at some point you go so fast that you jump over the entire level, and I'm like, should I go back? Like, no. This, Why do you need to go back? You don't need to go back. Well, for points. For points for who? Who needs the points? Where is this record going? Is it points against your friends that show up at your house? Right yeah. now, we're in a pandemic. No one's playing against you, okay? This was all for your friends back then. Yes. yes. If we're, we're talking about nostalgic wise, yes, this yeah. would be beat my points. But we're not, this thing is, this game is not online. We're not playing against each other online. This is by yourself. Why do I care how many rings I get? Dude, if I fly across the board and beat the board and now I'm on to the next level and I didn't just waste 15 minutes going back <laughs> to get all those, those stupid rings, I'm happy. <laughs> I see what you're saying. But I think that's what you're, everything you're saying about, like, this game's not online, you're not playing with other people. I think that's something that we are so used to now that all games are hooked up to other people. That I don't have to do anything on my own. I just have to go into a world with a gun or whatever 
and just start, you know, shooting and whatever, or, or do whatever. Like there are no, where like these games from like the night from 1990 or 1989 and, you know, from our childhood, we were only playing with ourselves or with someone else in the house, you know, or our friends. But when our yeah. friends weren't there, we had to play by ourselves. And the game needed some sort of thing to create. So what do you have? You have points, right? So what? But you, at the end, maybe you, there's a record of how many points you were able to get, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, it's that idea that like, well, how can we make this a game so that someone would keep playing without anyone around them? You don't have to worry about that anymore, like building actual worlds. Because all you need is like a sandbox in a way, where a sandbox world where everyone is just thrown into it. Like, I, I've never played Fortnite until, like, recently I tried it. There's, like, a version on your phone or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, a, you know. And I was like, all right, everyone loves this game. So I get dropped into a world. I suck at that game. And then I don't know what's happening. I have to grab a gun and I hide in the house Insane. until I see someone and I shoot them. <laughs> Yo, welcome. But with Sonic, now I know it's crazy. There's no point. But I am begging you to try to get past the green zone level because things do get better. Uh, okay. But, but I will agree. What is happening here? One, though, can I just say I love the music to Sonic. I think Sonic has great music for a video game. For a 16-bit game, Sonic's Listen, music is good. The graphics, the easy playing of it, yes. Like, I'm th- trying to tap into my, like, younger self, my 1990s self. Um, <laughs> I get it. I, I think it's funny that they say, like, kids have a short attention span. I feel like adults now have a short – or maybe we're, in the generation that we're in now, my attention span is so small that I was annoyed playing this game because I'm like, all right, I'm bored. Move on. I was bored. And maybe I was bored because I was, I was like, wow, this game is harder than I remembered. Or maybe I'm just, like, angry that I'm old and I can't play games like I used to. But, like, I like games like Myst and stuff like that. And, like, I, I even, like, still get games online. Uh, but they're all, like, they're longer games to play. And, like, they're all very, like, like Myst, kind of. Not, like, games like this where it's just, like, move forward, get points, get, get this board done, move on, move on, fight a, fight a guy at the end. Like, I don't play like games like, games like that anymore. So I was kind of, like, I felt like an old person. Like, I felt like this, like, grouchy old man. Like, I'm, like, I don't even want to play this. It's boring. Like, I just, like, gave up after I lost, like, four times. <laughs> like, and, okay, so okay. <laughs> two things. I need, I need, we need to dive into two things you said there. One, right away. When was the last time you played Myst? Because I had that game, and yeah. that game was, it was like you pressed a button, something on another. I, I had no idea what was happening. Dude, that game was a, game. a trap to buy a book. You had to buy yeah. a book for that. Yeah, the hint, the, the hint book, yeah. So apparently, dude, they're coming out, the new version of that. But there's a game now. What is it called? I think it's called The Room, and it's kind of like that. It's like a puzzle game, and you kind of just have to, like, figure out on your own, like, what the next thing is to do. Like, you don't miss. You just, like, go around, and you, like, go into this guy's, like, house, and, like, you put, like, numbers together in this thing, and you're in a time machine, and you're, like, it's crazy. But, like, yeah, yeah, it's been a while since I played Miss the game, but I do play games that are similar to that and download them to it. To my phone but i do find that my attention span goes after like i don't know a month of wasting time on these useless games because like in the end i've realized like games are all i guess they're all useless i, I like what do they do they pass the time uh, i could be reading a book or doing a podcast but um <laughs> what you call it what you call it? I, I i just delete the game which i yeah. find like that's what's weird like when i was a kid 
even though they say we have a short attention span, I didn't. Like, I could sit and play these games for hours. Hours, yeah. dude. Hours. And I think it was because they weren't easy. Like, I want to talk about the other thing you said. Like, Sonic looks simple. And mm -hmm. the first three levels are pretty simple. When you finally get into the marble zone, which, I mean, I can't even believe, like, I can only get four to five levels through this game, where I was just like, Oh my God, I got to jump here and jump there. And I kept dying <laughs> over and over again. And the one thing that I forgot about these games is this, that when you lose all your lives, they go it's back, over. you go back to the level one. Yeah. Like, and I, when that first happened, I almost lost my mind. I was just like, wait a second. But thankfully with the Genesis mini, you could save all your progress whenever you want. So you can, yeah. you can always go back to where you started, but these games aren't easy. And that was something that I was thinking about over and over again. I was like, because the first time I played um, when uh, Call of Duty, I forget which version came out a few years ago. So a friend of ours and I play Call of Duty and we beat it. We beat the whole game like mm -hmm. real, real quickly, almost in a few hours or so. And I was like, all right, so I've seen every level now. Okay, so what else do we do with this now? I guess we play like the battle level or something like each other, right? Yeah. I will, I will have to spend hours with Sonic the Hedgehog and try to beat Sonic. And, and I think that's the thing, like the difficulty level of Sonic. And this people must be, will listen to this podcast and be like, these guys are idiots. How do they think Sonic is so hard as a playthrough? Yeah, like, gamers will probably make hour. fun of us. But we're not gamers. We're regular people. No. Like, and and yeah. the thing is, like, I find Sonic hard. There's another game on the Sega Genesis Mini. The Contra game on this is like in near impossible. And <laughs> it's like impossible. Contra was nearly impossible unless you were on the Super Nintendo. Oh, wait, regular Nintendo, and you did the the up down left right left right A B A B yeah. left, start. Yeah, yeah. It, it was crazy. Or you have the Game Genie or something like that. Right. I kept seeing that like there's way more hand eye coordination that has to do with these games because there's so much jumping. These games are all about jumping. It's all about like dodging like dodging and jumping waiting and and trying to figure out where things are and just like walking there's so much walking or like swimming in this game <laughs> but, like, Dude. But sonic it brought me back because i never had a genesis i never had a sega genesis so my cousins all had sega genesis and nintendo like i always had a cousin i had both and sonic was just a game that i was like man i, I this game's really cool and when I turned this on and it made that, you know, saying that out like Sega, I was like, oh, man. Sega, no. yeah. And yeah, Sonic was really fun, but very, I thought, really hard. I remember on the Green Hill level, uh, level three, there's a spinning spiked log that was <laughs> super, I, I had about 80 coins and then I ran across it and that was the end of my coins. And I was just like, yeah, I, I keep going. Like, I don't and know. And then of course, like that, then the, like the, the boss is right at the end. So they yeah. put that there. So you don't have that many coins for the boss. Did you, yeah. have you tried to, have you gotten to the boss yet? Yeah. Yeah. I beat him. I was, I was about to call you get on this podcast. I beat him, but of course I didn't save my progress. I'm actually oh. playing as we're talking right now. I'm in the castle. I mean, uh, I, I got I got past the guy. Oh, so you're in the uh, Marvel so zone. I'm in the, I'm in the yeah. And you know what? I, I will agree. It got better. You know what I have realized, and you said it just before, the game is about walking. So when I first started playing, I was going balls out. You know, like 
just, just, <laughs> just, just go as fast as possible, get this thing done. And what I've realized, and this is even with Echo the Dolphin, you have to go slow. You have to take your time. I mean, even though there's a time on the board, it's not about how fast you go, just the precision of everything. So, like, I did, like, realize that there's a lot of patience involved in this. Then I remembered, you and know. these levels are long. Like, the Marble Zone yeah. levels are long. Yeah. And there's that so, part where you push the brick into the lava, and then you float on it. Then you got to jump over it. And then there's a waterfall lava. And then you don't know. And then these spikes come out of nowhere. And I'm like, well, I'm not getting any warning of any of this. No. Um, but the one thing I like what you said is that, yeah, when Sonic, when you play the first couple levels, you want to just run across as fast as possible. One, because there's that loop. And you're like, I'm going to hit that loop as fast as I can. Yeah. And then you hit that loop. But then when you hit the loop and you keep going, you do run away. You run over the whole game. But the weird thing about the timer in Sonic, and I realized this as I was playing, I was like, oh, it's not timing me like a countdown. It's just telling me how long it took me to finish the level. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think you get a bonus. I think you get a bonus at the end, the, the quicker you do it. But in the end, like, you could play this forever. So, again, I learned that this is really just about patience, where I thought the opposite. I did kind of forget about that. Like, although it's funny to think that as kids, we took the time to sit and figure this out, you know. Uh, I guess now I thought I had to run through it because, you know, I only had an hour to play this the other day because we were going to do a podcast on it. And I had a bunch of other things. So I guess as you get older, it's too much shit and you think you got to run through it, but that you're never going to beat the game. You got to really be patient. Like you get, you have to, you know, time the swings, the lava, the brick, like you said, uh, maybe get a couple more coins before you do this big run. So you, if you lose a couple, then you, you don't die right away. So yeah, I get it. I mean, I definitely didn't like it the first moment I played it. I was like, this is bullshit. It's a waste of time. What is this game? What, I mean, why do I care about points and, and everything? But yes, I did realize that it is really just about patience and kind of like taking your time and uh, walking, even though Sonic is supposed to be quick, right? Yeah. It's like an oxymoron. Like you, the slower you go with Sonic, the better you, you do at the board. What's funny is we we're only literally talking about the first four levels, four or five levels, because <laughs> in about a week or two, I was only able to get that far because I'm just like, you're right. The patience involved, but it's funny as I'm watching you right now. And I wish everyone could see this and maybe we'll put a clip of, of Manny playing this game, playing the game while I'm talking on our YouTube yeah. channel, uh, the nostalgia test podcast, uh, YouTube channel, but he is hypnotized like you're, yeah. you're literally but that's the thing like these games get you they all of a sudden it's like whoa 45 minutes to an hour or just passed by and i'm yeah. like playing this game you know like nowadays what you would think like how you can capitalize on this is um you put advertising in the game as it's going by because you, i literally as i was talking to you i was just like mesmerized playing at the same time and in the in two things right now i don't care if i keep dying and the second thing is like, yeah, 45 minutes went by when I first played. And I was like, where the hell did my time just go? Nowadays, they would just put ad, ads everywhere because you're yeah. literally, a kid is addicted to watching. 
The one thing I, I love about these games and having a system, when you play games on your phone, there's like a pay to play stuff. Like if you're, you know, if you want to get further in a game, like you have to sometimes buy certain things in order to get certain powers or certain like abilities. That sucks because like if you don't want to spend any money or you don't have the money to spend, then there's someone else who's doing that and you can't defeat them. There's no way you could beat that person. But no. in this, it's just like, no, you play the game. If you're good, you get better, you get to the end. And I, I actually like that because I've already bought the game. Why do I have to buy more stuff? But Sonic, I don't know. I, for me, I really felt it was fun. I, I felt right. I had fun playing Sonic. I was, I was into it. I'll keep playing Sonic. And anytime I see you. fire or lava, I know that game, that level is going to be hard. Lava means hard. Yeah. Um, no matter what. <laughs> I mean, Mario, lava meant hard. You know, anytime you're underground or going underground, it always meant the level was harder. Whether you're digging, whether you're running from lava, or whether you're in caves and puzzles. I mean, I'm, I think about like even the Super Nintendo game, the Aladdin Super Nintendo game. When you're, oh, you played that, you're being great game by a wave of lava and you're on oh. the magic carpet. That, that, that level was impossible. Impossible, but great. Yeah. Dude, that was on Sega Genesis too. That was a great game on Sega Genesis. I always want to yell at you when we do these, because when I first play it, I hate, I hate it, right? Because I, I kind of get into my like 40-year-old self, and, and I'm just like, this is a waste of time. This is so stupid. Games are so much better now. But yeah, like you were just saying, as I was talking, you know, as we were talking, I'm playing this game and like mesmerized with it. So for Sonic, I will say, nostalgia-wise, it definitely is, it, it brings me back to being a kid and just wasting time playing this crazy game and trying to like, you know, it definitely was like Super Mario Brothers. They did a really good job of like competing against the Mario world, which was huge then, man. Like you had to come up with a character to like beat this guy, you know, like that was taking over everything. And I remember as all, I haven't played it yet. Sonic 2 was amazing because you got Tails came into it and like there was extra, extra things you could do with the buttons. And um, to go against Super Mario, yes. They were both the same. It's basically the same game. It's Super Mario Bros. 3, but with a hedgehog. And what did Mario collect? You collect coins. coins. Yeah. And then instead of coins, you collect rings. So the coins plumber. do nothing, except I think when you get to 100, you get a free life or something. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of cool that if you get hit, you lose all your coins, and then you got to go after them, and you don't really die. You kind of, instead of getting big and then small like Mario, you have to chase after these coins to stay yeah. alive where mario you get you're big and you lose that power and you're small and then you die yeah. so it's kind of like i see where they were going at it they had to be a little bit different i have to agree with a lot of everything you said plus it even spawned a really good cartoon i mean just like mario mario had a cartoon sonic the hedgehog had a cartoon yeah but they were really you know head to head really with uh, each other you know, I've played Sonic 2. I just don't know why Tails is there. I never knew how to... I don't know if you could <laughs> he activate him. You. He just follows you? I think you, when you do two-player... You could you activate him when you have two-player. Oh, I see. What, okay. Yeah. But he <laughs> normally just... He kind of just follows you until you're a two-player. Now we diverge. We have a fork in the road here. The fork in the road brings us to Toe Jam and Earl and Echo the Dolphin. Which way do you want to go with this? Whew. Whew. I just They're two it. different games, man. Echo is more like Sonic because it's a single-player game. 
you go forward and back where uh, Tilda and Monroe is a whole other game. You're talking about two games that involve like Zelda and I don't know, uh, tripping out. I don't okay. know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, <laughs> okay go. Let's, let's talk about Echo the Dolphin and we'll end on Toad Jeremino. Yeah. I feel like there's a whole hole going yeah, yeah. in Toad Jeremino. It's just a whole other play of playing. It's a whole yeah. other way of playing again. So, okay, Echo the Dolphin. Okay. Um, okay. What the hell is this my <laughs> What is <laughs> this game? This game, first of all, it took me 45 minutes to under to even activate the first level, like to even get to where it started. <laughs> if you did you first of all, have you ever played this game? Yes, I have. I played it. And you don't remember I that? Well, I didn't play it from the beginning because I never had a Genesis, a second second Genesis. Oh, ever. okay. So I played it somewhere in the middle. So I remember it, and I played it, and I was like, "Oh, Echo the Dolphin." Yeah, it's like. This kind of awesome game, you know. Uh, <laughs> kind what the of hell awesome. this was. This was like, this was yeah. on the level of like, I, this was all like that Ninja Turtles one game where you were just underwater the entire yes. time. The entire time. First I, of all, Ninja Turtles one for what? The, the Nintendo system, right? Is yeah, that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. That game was, you never got past that level. I, no, no. And I'm sure some, one of our listeners or many of our listeners who are gamers think that we suck at games if we never got past that level. But that was a terrible level. By playing this game, Echo the Dolphin, I was like, this game is just that entire level, but the entire game. It's a little bit easier than that game because the Ninja Turtle game was impossible. Like, it was impossible to beat that level. Okay. The premise so. of this game is insane. It is so first absolutely of all, insane. So I remember this game. I'm going to tell you. I had this game. I had Game Gear. So Game Gear was the color version of Sega Genesis handheld, basically to go against Game, game Boy. Mm-hmm. And Echo the Dolphin was like, I guess, one of their main plays on this, right? And I remember playing this for hours, dude. I would swim around just to swim around. I would get him to do backflips constantly. So I remember when I turned this game on, I was like, oh, yeah, you have to activate the storm. To activate the storm, you have to go down deep, go up in the air, fucking make him flip, and then the, the storm happens. This, this game is the trippiest game. One of the trippiest games. Forget about Kill Jam and Earl. This game, the, the music. The, the way you feel like you're in the water, at some point you're like so happy that you're a dolphin and you're just jumping around, right? <laughs> it is ridiculous what it makes you feel. And, but then in the end, it's like, what is this game? What are you doing in this game? Did you, it's extraterrestrials, they say. Extraterrestrials, what are you talking about? Yeah. You're just talk, yeah. you're talking, you're talking to whales. You're talking to whales. I thought you were just whales and dolphins that are talking to each other. No. And did you know that you could, if you hold down the echo, like when he like speaks, it comes back at you and maps out where you are? Wait, that's how you activate the map? Yeah. Damn it. I, <laughs> yes. I didn't know that. I was just waiting for it to come back. I thought, it, oh my God. You have to hold it down. Uh, dude, I got so frustrated at one point, I just drowned the dolphin because I was just so angry <laughs> at some point. And, and I had to watch a playthrough for this game, like to understand where to go, how to kind of get it started. 
what I had to do to make sure that I even had, you know, going in the right direction. The first level, whatever a level is, after I activated the storm and came back <laughs> to get past that, I don't know, crystal pod that was in my way, you know, you have to like run into it, I guess, or something. So you have to, you have to hit it with your echo. Yeah, but you or your sonic boom. Yeah, but you have to get close enough. But there was so many have, jellyfish in the way that, like, but I you, kept trying you gotta to dart them. them. You yeah, gotta I, dart them. I know. With I the kept bee. trying to dart them, but they didn't. Yeah, you can't echo them. You have to dart them. You have to dart them. Yeah, you but have you can't to just dart keep them. darting. Like, and then, like, I don't know. I just, like, it took me about a half an hour to get through that part. Before you move any of these, like, uh, cube things or these crystals, <laughs> You have to hit another crystal or do something else. Like it doesn't allow you to pass unless like you do other things. I didn't know um, that until the second. So part. like until unless you've been playing games for a while, I've noticed about this is like because we were kids when we played this game, we probably already knew like oh yeah you have to do this before you do that because you kind of just like remembered how games work. Like there's a sequence to a game that you figure out right away. As an adult, not playing these kind of games right away. You're probably like, what the? This is supposed to be easy to move. No, you're supposed to go to like the whale, talk to the whale first, and then the whale gives you some sort of key through his little whale sonar, and then you could hit the freaking thing and move it. Yeah, I didn't know that at first. So, like, when I got to the second level, you know, where I had to go through the under caves, I didn't know at some point that I couldn't move a crystal because I didn't hit another crystal. So I was just like, what is, what is happening? So I was like, wait a second. I must have to hit the other crystal. So I had to go back and then my dolphin drowned. I had to keep doing that, but I couldn't get out of the undercaves part because once I got through, first of all, if I didn't watch the playthrough, I never would have known to take that little shell that was shining in that part and bring that with me and make it touch rocks and then the rocks disappear like i never would have figured that out like i'm sitting there trying to like dart the rocks at first and i'm like why can't i get through these rocks um and then i'm like wait and i watched it i'm like you got to be kidding me i'm like how is anyone supposed to know that I, that's that that's what you have to do maybe you're right maybe it's because we think too much in these modern games where i don't have to worry about hitting that and touching this and whatever i just go all right, here's my weapon, put me in the box. And I just, you know, and you just start shooting things or the missions aren't that hard. Like you're just moving through a world and doing something, you know, very easy. Like once I started playing it and once I did the first like jump, I immediately went to me playing this thing, how many hours I wasted playing this thing as a kid. <laughs> and I remember like anything that had a different color, like that was a little off, that was flashy or darker, that thing can move. That thing is used for something. Did you realize that the little clams, if you hit them, they, they give you air? Like you could hit them and they, they uh, open up and they, if it's clear air, you could go over it and it uh, helps you with health and more air uh, if you can't find an air pocket in the caves. Okay. So uh, I remember all this being a kid and what I had to do. So you had to like hit it with the sonar and then like freaking opens the clam and the clam opens. And if it's dark circles, you don't want it because it'll, it'll take away air. If it's a white circle, then it, it'll give you uh, power and uh, air. And if you dart the fish, you gain more power. There's all these things that were happening. 
that all came back to me as soon as I was playing. Wait, if you dart the regular fish? Yeah, those little fish. That helps you with your life. Fish. Like, you know, okay. So I thought the clams only killed you because every time I did it, like the red, it was like a red bubble. And yeah. it just killed me instantly. And I was like, all right, yeah. let's not touch the clams anymore. Um, so that I just try to look for like air pockets, you know, little parts where I could like get, get air. I did get frustrated with Echo the Dolphin, but one thing is that I definitely wanted to keep playing because I was like, okay, I got a little further now. But it was funny, like when I was playing, I must have died so many times that like the music just stopped and there was no more music. <laughs> Ah, I know you hear is the splashing. Yeah, it was just the game is just like, all right, you, you're, we're not even wasting music on you anymore. This is ridiculous at this point. You don't deserve music. But Echo the Dolphin has great music, 100%. Great music. I mean, and the premise is ridiculous. Oh, it's stupid. But you it's know what freaking dumb, dude. It reminded me of a game that I spent hours wasting time playing for some reason on Nintendo, I believe. Um, I don't know if you played uh, the Jaws game. No. Okay. I don't remember playing it. Nintendo had a game, had a Jaws game that was so ridiculous. For some reason, I was obsessed with it. You'd get in this boat, you'd go around, and then all of a sudden you'd like hit a rock or something would happen. And then a little diver would be sent into the water. And then you'd have to like shoot fish and conch shells and get all these shells. And then Jaws would show up and then like you'd shoot Jaws and, or shoot these other sharks and you'd be back in the boat. Dude, there was no point to this game. Zero <laughs> point to this game. I don't even understand. And I would constantly play it. I don't know why. So like Echo the Dolphin, even though the premise was like otherworldly that a dolphin had like was extraterrestrial. I wanted to solve these puzzles. Like, I was just like, okay, I need to solve this puzzle. I need to get through here. Then I need to go through here. And I, I was like, I was obsessed with trying to get through the second level. And I, I couldn't. I couldn't get through it. I, I have it saved, so I'll, I'll probably still play. But So I was thinking, like, again, this is the old Manny. All these games are fucking wasteful, right? Like, what are they really for? Echo the Dolphin, there are no points, dude. There are no points. You want to talk about self-satisfaction and puzzle solving? There's nothing. All it, there's no time. You could sit here and listen to this music and swim and just jump and be free and have this dolphin not do anything forever and just swim and try to see if you could do a double back foot. You can't, by the way. It can only go, it only turns <laughs> one. I've tried so many times. I didn't right? even know you could so go like, backwards. Oh, you could go. Dude, anyway, there's a lot you can do when you're just wasting your time, like, swimming around. So there's no point, there's actually no point to this other than what you just said, solving the puzzle. This could be a dolphin, it could be a crab, it could be set to, uh, you know, space, and you could be a spaceship, whatever it is, replace Echo with something else, and you're just trying to solve certain puzzles. What's great about it is people like Underwater, Underwater is calming, and the music. The yeah. blue light, everything makes you feel good. Uh, yeah. I think that's what is good about it. Other than that, what is this game? It is a puzzle-solving game. Yeah, That's all it is. It was just out of hand. And I was just like, I cannot believe how hard this game is. It was difficult. It was like another game on Nintendo where there's no points. Uh, Maniac Mansion. I don't know if you ever played that. 
I didn't, but I, I've heard a lot of people who have, and they say the same thing. One of the most insane games of all time. No points. Um, I think I did beat it, but it just keeps going. I don't know. Maybe I did. You, it's weird. But, yeah, there, was no, there are no points, so you just keep going. So Echo was weird because, like, there are no points. It's so funny you said that. But in a way, I didn't care. Like, I literally did not care if there were no points. I'm going to try again. I'm going to get through that part right there and make it to the next part so I can make it to the next level. Did you get to the level where you have to start to use rocks to go down because the current is pushing up? No, dude. I died right when I got <laughs> near. <laughs> I gave up when I got near the octopus. And then something. Oh. I touched something. And I died. And I was like, I'm done with this. I'm like, I can't. Because oh. I, was, I, was, I played for about an hour and a half, two hours with that game almost. So when you beat that and you go into the next one, because you're, you're actually, once you get past the octopus and you have enough air to go down and like move that crystal and then it gets even crazier. So basically you just go through more puzzles and more underwater uh, like caves and figure out where there's air pockets and using what, where to use. It goes back to what we were saying with Sonic. You start to realize, because you know, you're trying to go fast yeah. with the, the dolphin, right? Get through the blowfish, the stupid jellyfish and whatever. It actually is better if you go slower and move slower with Echo and figure it out that way. So again, this teaches you how to be a little bit more patient, uh, even though you're trying to like bust through this thing. And all it is is the puzzle solving. Um, I wanted to hate this, Dan. I was like, who the hell came up with this fucking game? Stupid dolphin. This is dumb. But then I'm like, wait, the essence of this is puzzle solving. Yeah. And I like puzzle solving. It goes back to almost like what you were saying about the myth. Like, you have to all of a sudden figure out, like, oh, there's a discolored stone here, and I can't get down this part. What about if I move this and I swim behind this, the, the rock? Now, the rock is stopping the current. I'm able to swim. What's my next thing? Now, you have to do, like, a couple of things and mess up a couple of times, but... By doing that, you start to figure it out. Your problem-solving skills, I guess, get better through it. So this is a, I guess it's a learning game. Is this just an infinite amount of, like, lives in a way? Like, it just keeps restarting where you are over and over? And um, I don't remember because I, I think it saves from where you were last. So if you beat the caves and you die again, you just start over from the beginning of the next board. Mm. And, like, they give you codes and stuff. Oh, but, my God. You know, I started writing down all those codes. You don't need it because you're on Sega. You know I what? I mean, you have the mini. And I totally forgot that, but I got back into that mode. When, like, you know, like, when you used to play this when, like, there was no saving? How yes. many times you had to write something down? It's just like, oh, write that oh. code down. Or write that thing down. Or remember the combination for that so we can get through there. What door this was in. I mean, I used to write yeah, stuff down over and over again for, like, playing these games because... There was no saving. I mean, there was a couple games that would save. Did Transylvania save? What do you mean, Castlevania? Wait, Transylvania? Castlevania. 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 Uh, was it Castlevania? Yeah, I think that saved. Maniac Mansion saved on Nintendo. Contra didn't save, which... No, was... neither did Echo. Echo only saved if you got the password. So if you yeah. didn't remember that password, man, you'd and be it, shot. And it changed every time you died. Yep. Like, so you have to keep writing it down, which was insane to me. A lot of these games didn't save, and I can't imagine playing. Like, Sonic doesn't save. So, no. so like, if you make it all the way through and you have no continues or anything, you go back to level one. That, that, one. 
I can't deal with that as a human being at this point in my life. <laughs> but I guess as a kid, it was okay. I was like, all right, I guess I'm going back to level one. When I put this in, I'm playing at level one again. I, I can't yeah. imagine that now. I, I can't imagine that. With it. But it also made you like not want to die. Um, I was buffing through Echo and then I'm like dying because I was like, you know, got hit with the, the, the octopus so many times or you know, whatever, because it was going so fast. But again, if you slow down, you don't lose all your life. Can I just say that it was the weirdest thing was like that orca whale just hanging out. In the bottom of the cave? Yeah, like just chilling. Yeah. And then it tells you nothing. Nothing. I mean, everything is a riddle. Everything is like crazy riddles. Everything's like Splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) 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 They're just saying stuff like, oh my God, the beginning. Every time. In the beginning of Echo the Dolphin, when I couldn't activate the storm, I couldn't get that to go, I kept going, okay, maybe one of these dolphins that I'm swimming with will tell me something. So I kept trying to radar them, you know, like hit them with the star. And they just all spoke in nonsense. And I was just like, well, one of these people have to have the answer. And none of the dolphins told me anything. I, I was just like, what am I supposed to do? And it just drove me insane. I couldn't figure it out. But how did you finally realize you had to jump? I had to do. I had to watch a playthrough on YouTube. Really? And it told you. It showed me like game. It showed you like go and then jump up in the air and then what? And then this thing happened. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay. So I did that. And I watched the playthrough through the undercaves and saw how they did it. But I didn't really see how they did all the other stuff. Like I just saw. Oh, now I'm in the undercaves. I go this way. And then I just watched a little bit, but then, dude, it was just like, I couldn't, it, it was unbelievable to think that like I used to play games like this and be okay with it. But then of course I've thrown these controllers when I was a kid, like all over the place. So, I mean. Sure. Dude, yeah. that's crazy that you had to watch the playthrough. Does the playthrough show you him like uh, swimming, like uh, doing the, the move? Yeah, dude. Someone beat the game in like an hour and a half or something. No. The playthrough is a full playthrough. It's like an hour, 45 minutes or something. There's wow. one for Toe Jam and Earl too. It's like an hour and something. And I'm like, there's no way that you get through this game in an hour and a half. So with Echo the Dolphin, we're not going to grade it, but I will say I was annoyed at it at first. I thought it was really pointless out of all the games. I was mad that someone even made this game. But then after playing it and then realizing being a kid, like, I literally went into, like, Manny being, how old would I be at the time that it came out? Echo the Dolphin was released in uh, 1992. Would have been 11 years old. I totally went into being 11 years old and figured out, like, this, this, and that. And, like, the only thing is, is then, like, I had to slow my brain down a little bit because I, I am only on the second level. Like, it took a while to get there, but I am only on the second level. But I'm like, all right, I get why this game was fun. And it, it does uh, chime into my puzzle-solving love of games. I, I just want you to know something about Echo the Dolphin. Okay. There are five different Echo the Dolphin games. No. It's Echo the Dolphin. No. Echo, the Tides of Time. Echo Jr. <laughs> Echo Jr. and the Great Ocean Treasure Hunt. And then Echo the Dolphin, Defender of the Future, which came out in year 2000. Yes. So... They have been making these games over and over again. I, 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 People I, love dolphins, Dan, and they love puzzles. That's yeah, but, I, but this game, okay, just, okay. This game took me so long to figure out 
I didn't understand why anyone would make the game. Like you said, I didn't, I was so angry that like when I saw what I had to do to even activate the game that I couldn't figure that out. Maybe I'm just angry at myself. Maybe this is just me being like, I'm a moron that I couldn't figure this out. But then I found myself playing for like two hours and being like, okay, I have to stop here because I have to play, you know, a couple more games for the, for the podcast. So I do see that, like, though it might not be the most fun game, that it definitely creates a situation where you definitely lose yourself in this game. And I think on that, like, they did a really great job of creating a, a video game experience that truly just gives you a time waster while at the same time just, I don't know, like doing some sort of mind work, like, you know, with the puzzles and everything. You don't get anything other than self-satisfaction. It's, you just get frustrated. And it's crazy that they even made five of these, but I understand how that could be. I guess I could see that while people are attempting to beat this first one, that you're already just making the second one because no one is getting to the end of this game. I mean, the fact that they made it a dolphin, and because now you have to get the dolphin air, that made the game a million times harder to even Bro, it puts, a, it puts a silent clock. And it is silent. The That's the worst part. At some points, I'm like, oh, God, I don't have any air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, that's the thing. It adds a little thing. You're like, oh, I can figure this out. And you're like, oh, shit, I ran out of air. I have to go find a pocket. And you were just at this other spot, and you were about to beat it, but you had to go get the air. Yeah. So, like, it adds another piece to the puzzle. Yeah, I kept so. getting that poison air and just dying. Yeah, so you have to look for the ones that are clean. Just letting you know. Because they'll help you out a lot. Oh, they'll my God. Echo the Dolphin. I hate you. <laughs> you're going like, to like it. I, I turned it. No. This afternoon, I was texting you saying how much I freaking hated this game. And then I was like, and then I got home. We were hanging out for a little bit before we went back out. And I was like, let me play this. And I, like an hour and a half went by. And I was like, what the fuck? And I got a lot yeah. further because mm-hmm. I was like, I slowed down. and. You know, for yeah. lack of a better pun, I was like, I took a breath. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So let's oh. go. Let's, let's move on to the craziest of all three. Okay. The most trippiest. Most, I have to tell you, not what I recalled at all. You said this, this was like one of your favorite games. I remember. Now I remember what, though, Dan. Okay. This game was my favorite game in a different system because this game was not the game I played. Dude, because I when you told me that and I, and I had first gotten the Sega Genesis Mini um, and I was playing Toe Jam and Earl, I was like, this is the Manny? This is Manny's favorite game? I'm like, this is, and, and But I don't even know where to start with this game because I don't know if I like it or hate it or had so much fun playing it or was just mesmerized by the fact that I feel like they took whatever they wanted and threw it in this game. And it was like, oh. yeah, wizards and whatever. And, oh, and then there's an invisible guy. Like, at one point, I got hit by yeah, this invisible guy. Like, Where is this guy coming from? How am I supposed to get away from him? And my, my only weapon is tomatoes, which I can't aim. Like, I just, like, you just throw. And then sometimes you have them and sometimes you don't. Like, so, Toe Jam and Earl, 
already a hilarious, ridiculous premise of a game. The the font of this game of Toe Jam and Old, like took me back to that show. I don't know if you saw it, uh, Home Videos. It was like just like that show, Home Videos. Yeah, um, and uh, one of the fonts was like, well, one of the back screens was like uh, Rocco's Modern Life T-shirt. Yeah, absolutely. It was yeah. all of those things. It was so weird. Where do you want to start with this one? I have. <laughs> First of all, I want to tell you, it beginning. was definitely not this game that I, I remembered. It was for a different one. It looked different. It was, the position was more like uh, they were walking like Sonic does, left to right. It wasn't like Zelda, like where you were walking in a world like that. Um, I remember so that. this was totally different. When I, when I chimed into this game, I was like, what the fuck is this game? This game was crazy. Basically, SpongeBob's best friend, Patrick, is made from Earl. Because that's what it looks like. Okay. Yes. So, yes. So basically, they, the, the best part is like they wanted to take hip hop, which I, I guess hip hop sounded like this in the 80s. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they made, they did that. They had a, a spaceship that made no sense. Like a, Zero. a child made this game. Okay. And they're like, whatever, man. Let's have 100 worlds and just have them fall from the worlds and get in an elevator or a. a I don't know what that is. Uh, a time machine. I don't know what the fuck we were doing. I was just like, all right, I'm walking around this world. Like, it, dude, it was Zelda. <laughs> Wait, did the 100 was, levels on this? No, I don't know if there is. Oh, my I'm God. Because I was like, there might as well Christ. be. There might as well be. Because I had no idea what to do in this game. You get presents. You open them. Sometimes you run. Sometimes you have rockets. Sometimes you shock yourself. Sometimes you eat. Uh, bad cabbage. Sometimes you get a dollar. You run what away from people. For? You you could buy more presents that you're not really sure what they are. You can jump in water and and go to another part of the island. And then sharks are in the water. I dude, this is a trippy fucking game. Yeah. If I could say that, like, and I don't know what I'm doing. There's no skill to this game. None. None, none, none. And when I st- okay, when I started it, I was like, okay, the premise is I need to get the pieces of this rocket ship. Fine, okay, good. All right, where are they? <laughs> <laughs> you can't even see it on the map because the map is not. There is no map. You have to move around a land mass that you've never seen to then make the map kind of unveil itself. So sure. Really, so it's like an adventure game. They want you to be like, like exactly like Zelda. Like they want you to right. go around, except there's funky music playing and there's characters that make no sense at all, which almost makes fun of Zelda and it, makes fun of other games like this because it really yeah. doesn't need to make any sense. These characters don't need to apply to anything. There's a Santa Claus in a rocket what ship. What was that? That does nothing. No. There's a Cupid who shoots arrows that never gets you. Oh, Unless wait you a stand second. There. I got hit by one of those things. Do you, you know did. what happens? No. The controls get reversed. So when you hit left, you go right. When you hit right, you go left and you die, basically, because you don't know what's happening and you panic and you fall off the edge of the earth. <laughs> but you don't die when you fall off the edge. You just go. No, you go the... down to the next world. And that's what freaked me out. I was like, oh, I guess I'm dead. And then he ends up on the other thing. And I'm like, oh. No, it's just bummer. And like, you could either be Toadjam or Earl, and none of them are better than the other. No, I was always the red dude. I think I was always Toadjam. I've been both. They don't move faster, pick up things heavier. Like, 
each character doesn't do anything for you like the you know the ice hockey uh game where you oh. have like the medium guy the thin guy and That's the big right. guy like yeah. none of this matters so like yeah. it didn't matter who you chose it could be any character i don't know what's going on in this game so basically in my opinion all you're doing is walking around and your job is to open the map up to finally see where the next elevator is that takes you to the next level mm-hmm. and pick up pieces that's and it. every once in a while you can get something that helps you run away from the people that are attacking you but they're not really attacking you so much that you may no. die so the, the only things that really kill you are your own presents that you open that have bad things in them <laughs> so the things you pick up which the worst part was like when you pick it up and like all right let's see let's one of these things question marks i'm like yeah they're all question marks out of a hundred there's two that say something yeah and all i needed the every time was just the wings which is the only one that makes sense and everything else is useless the the shoes are useless this the rocket skates are insane every time i do nothing no you die like or they're like the goggles in the simpsons like these goggles they do nothing like yeah they do nothing they do nothing and but the funny part of this whole thing is i was hypnotized by this entire game hypnotized just continually trying to walk around this world i mean because the land also the map like if you go to the edge sometimes it makes more land like (laughs) the biggest part of this episode is that these games are a time fucking suck yeah and this game is one of the most time sucks because your objective is to get more land. You're just walking around making sure that you touch every piece to yeah. make sure that you are able to get all the map and make sure you got everything that was there, yeah. right? And I, my theory, so there's like seven parts, I think. I think there's either think seven or 10. Whatever it is, is that's how many levels there are because there's not like two on one level. No. Once you find one, you could go to the next level. But you find yourself walking around because you got to find the next fucking elevator, okay? And you're just walking around. And I'm like, what am I doing for the last 10 minutes? I've just been walking around. I even jump in the water. He dies. Da, 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 da. He almost loses his breath, which I find awesome that's in there. And yeah. then, you know, oh, he's out. But what the fuck is this? <laughs> There's no point to it. And if literally there's only 10 levels for the 10 parts or whatever it is, what happens after? Well, the, like, game was the second one The second one was better, I thought, because there was more things going on. You were, like, jumping on things. And it was funky as hell and, like, trippy. And yeah. you had to, like, do raps and stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. there, there was more skill involved. There's no skill in this game. If you guys who are listening can tell me that there's a skill in this game, please let me know what the skill is other than patience and just walking around. This is because like, yeah. there's nothing, dude. Those hamsters in a ball come at you. What is you that? can't do anything against them. Except no. when you have the sneakers and you could run away from them. That's yeah. it. Which I also like as a, a thing to have because you could just get through the board quicker. Because when you don't have anything, you're tippy toeing. What does the tippy toeing do? What the fuck? What the fuck? Why are we tippy toeing? You're not playing Echo where you know you have to go slow across the fucking octopus. You don't need to tippy toe through this land. You don't need to. Bullshit. It was this game the, is bullshit, Dan. This game. <laughs> I know, fuck. but I don't know. That's the thing. If you don't have any of the fast sneakers, you are literally walking. 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 
I've never had a game walking. where you walked. Like, Dude, it almost reminded me of like um, Grand Theft Auto when you just you don't play anything, you just walk around. You're just doing that. You're just walking around. It is a time fuck suck. At the end of this game, what probably comes is ha ha ha. We just wasted your fucking life. <laughs> we robbed you. <laughs> we robbed you of your time. <laughs> <laughs> but you said you got three pieces, right? Yes. So, I mean, did you feel accomplished when you got that piece, when you saw it? No. <laughs> no, because there's no skill. Whereas in Echo, I feel like a little bit of accomplishment yeah. because like, I feel like I needed to figure out that that rock took me to this rock, that rock took me here, and I got to get air while this is happening, and then this is happening, and I got to go down here and touch this crystal. And like that felt more accomplished than me just walking around and making sure I get in touch all of the land and avoiding like a Hulu dancer. She makes me Hulu dance or like a, a Santa Claus that goes on a rocket that does nothing to me, but no. just goes on a rocket. Some other giant person shopping with a shopping cart. What again, was that? Again, again, none of this means anything and there's no skill involved. So I do not feel accomplished. No, it was like a there mother. is no accomplishment. No. <laughs> It was like a mom screaming at her child. At one point, she tells her kid to shut up. Yeah. This, there's a lot of problems in this game. And I'm trying to think, like, I wonder what two-player, the two-player version, do you get chances? Like, is that how it works? Or I don't even know. Oh, what I don't know. Like, this game would look do like. you just walk around more? You would have to keep up with that person, much like in Contra or, like, Streets of Rage. Like, you couldn't go off on your own. They're not going to split the screen. No, but then what does he do? I don't know. What do they do for each other? I have no idea. I'm going to have to see Cover more is. land? Do you, does it spread out more? I but fucking the, know. But the premise of this game is that you're on Earth. No, you're not. Well, okay, what I'm, Earth are you on? Okay, I just want to... I'm going to go back to the description. Released in 1991, it centers on Toji and Mineral, alien rappers who have crash-landed on Earth. Where the fuck Earth is this? <laughs> Not Earth. Crash landing on someone's acid trip. Dude, look at <laughs> you crash land. Dude, it says right here on the gameplay in the Wikipedia. The game is set on Earth, which is represented mm -hmm. by randomly generated islands that float in space. Each one a layer above the last. They are connected by elevators. Some islands contain pieces of spacecraft wreckage of which the player must collect ten to win the game. The player character drops to the island below if he falls from an island's edge, which necessitates that the player again, again locate an elevator. Each island is populated by antagonistic quote-unquote earthlings such as phantom ice cream trucks, aggressive packs of nerds, giant hamsters, bogeymen, man-eating mailboxes, and chickens armed with mortars that shoot tomatoes. Told you, and Earl, is a waste of time. There is no skill to this. I understand you were mesmerized. Music's pretty good. The cartoon aspect of it on how crazy it is is good. Like, you're tripping out a little bit. But on this one, I didn't like it. I like the second one. Maybe I got to play the second one because I remember it being more challenging and more satisfying. I know that they came out with one in 2019 as well. Okay, on the Wikipedia, it tells you that the game contains both single-player and two-player cooperative modes. Doing what? So the latter displays a single screen when both characters are near each other. 
but splits it apart when they are not. Playing the game with two players reveals dialogue and jokes between the characters not heard in a single-player game. So when you play with two people, you start on one screen. When you go yeah. away from each other, the screen splits. I mean, so it was That's inventive. really interesting. It was inventive for the time. <clears throat> for the time, if you think about it, having a split screen like that, it was probably – the game is crazy in that aspect, but there is no actual skill to this game. No, it's just walking. Again, yeah. all these games have in common is fucking patience. I don't have it. I'm not a doctor. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so Toe Jam and Earl, yeah, I, I have no idea. And then the telephone, when the telephone rings, it, 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 you just see oh, more land. That gives you like, it just gives you more puzzles to go look at. Because like, oh, you didn't go over there. So you still have to walk over it to activate it. It just shows you the, the hidden part of the puzzle. Yeah, and you. And it's not really a puzzle. It's like a, It's just a map that's it's, not really doing anything except you walking. Yeah, that game is insane. Though I don't know. I'm probably gonna play it again. I don't know why. You I just want to suck your time up. Yeah, I I don't know why. It's just so weird. Like I, <laughs> so stupid. No, but I'm just do anything like. For me. But um. Yeah, so I don't know. Anything else on Toe Jam and Earl that you need to get out or? No, it's stupid. Fuck <laughs> Toe Jam and Earl. You know out, of all the three, of... out of all the three that we've done, that was the stupidest one, and I wish I remembered it differently, but I thought it was cool. I guess the concept is cool, except the actual gameplay and like the skill involved is nothing. There's nothing involved. Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, like, see, like in 1994, Earthworm Jim came out, yeah. uh, which is also on the mini. Uh, there's an yes. gym. I feel like that game is a more contained insanity than Toe Jam and Earl. The, I could never imagine the pitch for that game. Two characters that look like globs of nothing. And then they are in a ship and then they have to find the pieces and we're just going to throw everything at them, but it really won't hurt them. And there's these presents that you don't know what they are. You just have to hit them and they might kill you or not, but probably not. <laughs> And you drink root oh, beer. Oh, yeah, and you fall, but you don't really die. And, yeah. like, one of the presidents is root beer, and all you do is burp. It doesn't really give you power or anything. <laughs> it doesn't do anything, and you eat food, and that's, these are the things that happen in, in Toe Jam and Earl. And they Dude, me and you could be talking uh, right now, and we'd be like, oh, yeah, put that in there. Like, oh, can we have a dog just pee on him? Yeah, yeah, can we just have a peeing dog, and we'll put that is in the, there. Is the pee going to kill him automatically? No, it just uh, bothers him a little bit and stunts him. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we, that's exactly what Toe Jam and Earl is. It just bothers him a little bit. Everything just bothers the character just a little bit. Like the devils come at you. They hit you and he's like, ow. Yeah. And he gets away from them. Yeah. Or, and if you're, like, second, if you're not on the first level, you're fine. Because you, if yeah. you fall, you just have to get back into the elevator. Again, yeah. time suck. Yeah. This then, should be called Toe Jam and Earl and the time suck of the world. AKA. It says jamming. It should be like taking away your time. Go play another game. <laughs> Go play. Play Echo the Dolphin. Play. You will find more satisfaction. I, I was like, I was waiting to see Echo the Dolphin jump out somewhere, like in that game. They might as well. They threw everything in that game. They might. As they well might as well, dude. Sonic should have came by with just rings falling out of him and just smack know? him. You and, just and then smack him. And then Echo the Dolphin should just pop out of one of the lakes yeah. and just come down. Like, yeah. that should not be the shark that's in there. It should be Echo. And uh, then yeah. you just turn into Echo the Dolphin. Like, 
it'd be crazy if all of a sudden the elevator goes into you being Echo the Dolphin, and now you got to play Echo the Dolphin. Like well, out see, of the now play. we're talking about a way better game. If the yeah. elevator brought you to other games for some reason, like hooked up to other games, and you got in the elevator, all of a sudden you're in like Kid Chameleon, and you're like, yes. whoa! Oh, <laughs> and now I'm all down. of a sudden you're playing Kid Chameleon, then you get in an elevator, and then you're in like, you know, Streets of Rage. Yes. And then what about like the comic book game? What was no, that no. called? That game is out of its mind. Have you played that one? Yeah. That game's crazy. Uh, yeah, I have. Um, Shinobi? I have it. Oh, dude. First of all, before we get into the other games, because I want to talk about that, and I want to ask the, the listeners uh, to let us know what games we should play, because obviously we're going to play more of these. We don't have this Sega yeah. Mini for no reason. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's reset for a moment. Yeah. Being here. here we go. Sonic. Okay, so Sonic the Hedgehog. Does it pass the test, and what would you rate it as? Personally, for me, I think Sonic 1, I have written here in my notes, great game. Once I got past, I think, the Green Hill Zone 3 boss and was in the Marble Zone, I started to really see much more of what Sonic 1 offers as a game and saw how it got harder, but actually more fun. There was more things to do than to just run across the board. I enjoy the music. I enjoy the visuals. I'm actually looking forward to playing more because I want to see how far I can get because I never, a lot of times I never finish games. For me personally, Sonic 1, I think is still good. I think it passes the nostalgia test for me. It was good then. It's good now. And I still think it's a fun game to play. Okay. I'm going to say that... Uh, it definitely reminds me of being a child. It's good as in like that it reminds me of the simpler games back then. Not sure if I'll go back to it right away. I'd rather go to Sonic 2. I like the graphics. I don't care about great graphics now or like things looking real anymore because like I play a lot of 8-bit games now that are coming out now on, on the phone that I'm fine with. So like I like games like this. It doesn't necessarily mean that i didn't like it because of how simple it was i just i feel like there's other games that i'll get into more than just the sonic and you did talk me into liking a little bit more and being a little bit more mesmerized by it and by finally passing the first level that there's more than just going forward so i take away my anger towards the game (laughs) um i believe that there is some place in the nostalgia world i just think there are better Sonic games than the first one. So you're saying, so for you, it remains nostalgic and that's it. It doesn't get past that nostalgic space. Yep. Okay, so this is the first time in the podcast history so far that we have split on something. I've got it going the other, all the way through, and you you got it as nostalgia only. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping a scorecard. We're going to be releasing a huge scorecard soon once we get Wow. <laughs> all right. But uh, all right, so Sonic. So, okay, good. So Sonic for me passes. Manny, it does not pass. It remains nostalgic, though. It did not go to take your pants off and jacket, RIP. Echo the Dolphin. Echo the Dolphin. I'll go on this one first. Go for uh, it, Definitely, to me, again, angry at first. Uh, <laughs> was so pissed off about that someone actually made this game. My 40-year-old self was fucking annoyed about how much time was wasted and how somebody actually came up with this game. But then once I get into it, I let my 12-year-old self fall into it and take over my playing mode. 
I like it. I think it fits nostalgia. If it's even now, it's a puzzle-solving game. You could replace the dolphin with any other thing. It's just about moving parts and passing certain parts to get to the next thing and get to the next level and and figuring out and not always having the answer. It's not just start to finish. There's no just like, okay, I have to get through this level, hit this, this, this. You have to like go back and go do this and talk to somebody. And maybe you didn't like see that you had to go hit that thing in order to go over, over to the next one. And I find puzzle games like that great. So I definitely think it passes the test and it's still a good game. Wow. I, you know, I love that you start with anger, how you started with anger with all these (laughs) games. But I I think I had so many different feelings about Echo the Dolphin. I had so many expectations of it from my memories of it as a kid, uh, going back to it and then being like, what is this? When I first started playing, I was like, I have no idea what's happening. It took me so long to get it started. So I I first, I was like you, I was angry at it. I literally did not (laughs) want to keep playing. But I was like, I want to get the game started because I didn't even get the game started right away. So it took me a while to even have the game going. But one thing I will say about this game is that it kept my attention because I wanted to solve these puzzles in this game. I wanted to beat these levels and I wanted to keep going. I wanted to see what else was going to happen because with Echo, there's such an amazing challenge of finding the things that you need to keep going while at the same time really enjoying the visual of Echo the Dolphin and the music. And also, even in your frustration, the odd calmness of being underwater. And I think you're right, like there is something there. So though I think I was, at first, uh, it was off-putting to me because it was so difficult. The idea of its difficulty was getting in the way of my enjoying it at first. But I do think that in the end, as I was playing it, I was enjoying Echo the Dolphin um, even more than I thought I would. And I think I definitely... I'm going to agree with you that Echo the Dolphin definitely passes the nostalgia test and it's still good. Um, Congratulations, Echo the Dolphin and your five parts. I have no idea how many, why there are five of them, but like. Do you think you'll um, play it to see if you can beat it? I don't think I've ever beat the game. I think I will continue to play Echo the Dolphin because now I'm gotten used to also the, the Sega Genesis mini and I've gotten used to like the saving of my games much more. Um, at first I wasn't doing that for some reason. And now like I'm saving them. So with Echo the Dolphin, I saved because it took me so long to get through certain parts of it. I saved it and I would like to see how far I can get and to try to beat this game. This is a game that I would like to see what the ending looks like. Because I love those old games. When those ge- when you beat those old games, the endings of those games are always ridiculous. Um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to what the end of this game is. I have no idea how long it will take me to beat this game. Probably keep the listeners updated uh, with with that, and probably ten years. From yeah, now. I will. Uh, I'll tell you that I never. I think there's only a few games that I ever beat throughout the years. Well, Halo being one of them, and Super Mario Brothers three. There's not many that I can remember offhand, maybe a handful. I wasn't a gamer that way that I finished the game. Yeah. Uh, I want to finish this game. I'll yeah. tell you that. I will find some time, even if it's just like play 20 minutes at a time and then save it and then yeah. come back to it. Uh, I do want to update uh, the listeners who actually give a fuck or not. I don't care. I, I do. I want to know if you pass the game because uh, yeah. it'd be interesting to see what, how it does end. 
it's funny because I feel like with Echo, it reminds me of, uh, remember Bubble Bobble? So I played Bubble Bobble for terrible game ever. And yeah. I, I got to like, must've been level like 100 and something. Um, that game never ends. I don't think there is an ending to that game. That was one of those video games where the, I think the game, there is. The, there is. So apparently there's two endings to that game. Oh uh, there's God. a one player game ending and a two player game ending. I, I can't even imagine. It was just like hundreds of levels. So it's a um, lot. I, I, I was obsessed with it, but I think with Echo, the difficulty of Echo is really making me want to keep playing. It, it reminds me of a, um, it's so funny how like, this is the game that we're talking almost the most about, but like, it reminds me of Tetris without the blocks because the challenge of this game is crazy. Tetris is on another level and the Tetris on Sega Genesis is way different than the Tetris on Nintendo. The music's crazy. The way the game is set up, the, the way the levels go, it's all very different, but it's still Tetris. And then that game is insane. Dude, I'm so happy you said that because I felt the same thing. I was like, wow, this is another Tetris, like where you want to always beat your recent game. Like you're going against yourself. How many levels are there? Let me try to figure this out. Tetris, same thing, man. What an addictive game that game was. And I haven't played it yet on the Genesis. Um, oh. I just remember how addictive it was. I had it on Game Boy. I had it on Nintendo. I had it on the computer. I mean, that game, you want to, That game was points, and it was yeah, a mission with yourself to finally get to the end. Oh, that game, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to hear what you think of Tetris when you play it on this. Way different than the way it was on Nintendo. So Echo the Dolphin passes for both of us. Congratulations, Echo. Echo, you should feel good about yourself. You should feel good about yourself wherever you are in some extraterrestrial dolphin. And then, uh, go take a breath, do a couple yeah. of backflips. Yeah, go meet up with that orca whale. Like That, that whale had to have drowned, like in right? The middle I mean, of the because no, there was no place that that whale could go. No, I thought you were supposed to go after it, and I tried to follow it afterwards, and then it vanished. That was the alien. That wasn't you, really an echo. That you, wasn't really a... Uh, uh, oh, that was an, an alien? Orca. I don't know. Oh, my God. I hate you. So... <laughs> All right. So okay, now, so here we the go. last one. Toe Jam. I'll let you Girl. go first. <laughs> I am deeply confused because, one, this game is bad. This is not a good game. It's definitely a ill-conceived game. I don't understand what the point is. I don't understand what the world is. I am confused by the things that can hurt me because they really, in some ways, can't. So the stakes of the game are very low. But there's some odd, weird part of me that wants to keep playing this game, not because it's good, but because I'm so oddly fascinated with how bad it is that I wanna see where it goes for some reason. So I'm not saying that Toji and Mineral is a good game. I, and I'm on the fence of its nostalgia-ness at the same time. So uh, I guess what I'm saying is, it doesn't pass the nostalgia test, but it's so close to being just super bad that I just want to forget about it. But 
I'm having a hard time. Maybe that's because there is this weird part of my heart that wants to keep them alive. So I will say that it does not pass the nostalgia test, uh, but it remains nostalgic by like a sliver, just like <laughs> point two of a point, it remains nostalgic. Okay, I totally agree. I think this game is terrible. It's so bad, it's good, kind of terrible. Uh, I almost would only play this game just to see how it ends. Uh, and then I'll be mad at myself because of it. And I then want to do a whole podcast based on how I felt. I actually want to watch our reactions when this game ends and being like, why the fuck did we waste all of our time on this? This is a movie. This is like my cock, you know, like cocktail, you know, like a movie where it's like, it's so bad, it's good type of thing. This game is so bad that you may be like mesmerized and like, I still got to play it to see how bad this gets. And why is this, why was this even a fucking game? I don't know. I don't know why I thought this game was as good as the second. I maybe thought this was the second version, whatever the game version of where the, it's left to right and not overhead is a better version of this game as far as I can remember. This is not nostalgic at all. I think it's annoying, it's stupid. I don't know if I'll play it again anytime soon. Maybe I will just because if I hear you beat it, I'll be like, all right, let me fucking do this. As, like if I can't go to sleep at like three o'clock in the morning, which I can't sometimes, instead of watching TV, I'll pick up this game and waste my time listening to the same fuck music every fucking two minutes. And get this game and try to be it. This game sucks. I don't care if you're listening and you think this is the best game ever and you have fucking Toad Jam and Earl t-shirts and you're on a Toad Jam and Earl team and fan club. Go fuck yourself because this game is a waste of time. So you have no pants, you have uh, no take off your pants and jacketed this movie, this game. Oh, fuck yeah. It is so fucking bad. It's so bad. Why is this a game? I know, I game? know, but there's like, I don't know why there's just those little... Even parties. the graphics are terrible in comparison to other games that are on this, this system. Oh. It's just so all, bad. Compared to Sonic? Tokyo yeah. It's like they spent two minutes developing this game, and then that's it, and then they released it. But with Sonic, it was like smooth, everything. Toji Mineral, it's not even smooth. It's like glitchy. Like when I feel like Toe Jam Earl was made by an independent... Yeah, it was terrible. And it was like, like did they do that on purpose? It was I, fucking that's, terrible. That's the thing. Like, they had better games with better graphics. And how can you release Toe Jam and Earl in the way that you did? Like, when it opens, you're looking at the opening to the game, and you're just like, what the what fuck is this? Is this? Yep. It looks like some little kid's coloring book. Like you took like whatever they colored outside the lines of something and you're like, that that glob there and that glob there and then we're gonna make this, <laughs> you know. I wish just, I wish I was in the pitch room for this. Oh my god, what can a you imagine? Thing. They they uh, but the pro but the funny thing is this game did really well, I think, because there were other part there were other iterations of Toe Jam and Earl afterwards. There's no, no there was it. I liked the second or third one, whatever it was. Yeah, they just I don't know what, How many be, iterations were there? Uh, let's see. There's got to be other things that are happening in this game, like as it goes on, nope. that we're missing. Nope. Go ahead, play it. You tell me. There was another one in 
Um, look, it got so many high scores on review scores, like me machines, 87%, mega tech, 87%, mega 91%, like all these things, like these publications, people just like to waste fucking time. Yeah. Toe J Monroe received positive reviews, which Bill Paris of UGL described as almost unanimous critical acclaim. However, Sega deemed it a commercial failure due to initial sales. The game built a cult following through a word of mouth, and it was further aided by the Sega Genesis Christmas 1991 sales uh, spike caused by the release of Sonic the Hedgehog. Toji and Minoru was later considered a cult success. Hmm. I I don't get it. Like, I mean... But why? Okay, it was re-released on Nintendo's Wii uh, Virtual Console in 2006... They became some of Sega's like Sega's second tier mascots alongside Sonic. Uh, what? Yeah, and Maybe that's why I like them they so began, much. Yeah, they began development on a sequel. They spent three months expanding on the original game's concept by adding indoor areas and more terrain types. Sega was yes. not impressed by the sequel. So that's what uh, that's they weren't. No, but and, and believed it to be unmarketable. The team redesigned it as a platform game. They took the the overhead game and they didn't like it. And then what they did was they basically created the one that you're talking about, uh, the version of like a platform running across the platform like Mario or Sonic. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I love. It was inclined to publish games in that genre. The game titled Toji and Mineral in Panic on Funk on Funkotron was highly anticipated yeah. with its own critical success in 1993. That was uh, it. Yeah, Sega Saturn, all all these things. Like, it kept going. And Toe Jam and Earl 3 Mission to Earth was released for Xbox in 2002. Oh, wow. So it was on Xbox as well? Oh, my God. Dude, it came out with it in 2019. That's out of hand. Though I am curious how Toe Jam and Earl looks to play, like, what it's like to play two-player at the same time. Dude, I like the platform version. That's the one I thought we were playing. A platform game... It's 16-bit is really good. A lot of games with the overhead is so difficult to, to make a Do world. you remember playing Grand Theft Auto when it was overhead? Yeah. Like back in the day? Like it was Grand crazy. Grand Theft Auto, it was crazy. Driving, it was, it was like driving micro-machines around. That, like was, like, that was like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit game. Oh, that my game God, that's nuts. right. Yeah, that all those overhead games. Did you remember uh, Super Contra on Nintendo or Super Nintendo had an overhead level? Yes. And you could actually jump, which was weird, I think, because like you, you, I didn't know how that worked. But all the overhead games, you really have to be very specific with them. A lot of the RPG games are overhead games, uh, but there are some platform RPGs, which are really weird, too. But yeah, I guess we're split on on Toe Jam and Earl there. I think it's nostalgic. You said no, totally bad. It's over for them. Though I do want to see what the end of this game looks like. I don't know why. I need to know. Go ahead. Tell me how it goes. <laughs> so Manny, Manny. All right. All right. Last words. Thank I you. mean, anything to do with this? Uh, your experience. I mean, um, I mean, last words. Video games are time suck. I'm old and grumpy, but I will still continue to play video games. I can't wait to play all the rest of these games, which I feel like I get bored. I think I get, I start to like them more when I talk to you when we go over things. Because when I first initially play any of these games, I'm like, what the hell are these games? 
If anyone anyway. knows how to modify the uh, Sega Genesis Mini to get NHL 94, just let us know. Hit us up on our social media, Twitter, Instagram. Basically, whoever is listening and wants us to do some of these, I already know which ones I kind of want to do. Sega yeah. Genesis Mini, what's on that is what we have. You know, Looking forward to the next episode. Looking forward to breaking down another piece of our childhood into pieces and hopefully finding something to love about it and uh, hopefully just... yeah what are we doing what are we doing bill and ted soon because i fucking can't wait to argue against that dude you i, I just want i just want you to know something you're gonna talk me into liking it and then we do wayne's world i have Woo! a feeling that there's gonna be an episode where we have to do like a great debate and i need someone on my side and you can have someone on your side and we're gonna just Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe to the Nostalgia Test podcast to know when new episodes drop. Don't forget to leave us five stars and a positive review so more people can find the podcast. Share your thoughts and memories on today's topic on our Twitter at Nostalgia Test and on Instagram at The Nostalgia Test. Tune in next time because you never know what pop culture will pop up on The Nostalgia Test.